welcome in. Thanks for joining us once again on the Red Rock Sports Podcast. It is Tuesday, November 8th, voting day. Did you all get out there and vote? No, better yet, did you show off to everybody that you voted? Because that's ultimately what all really that matters. matters. Right. How many people need to know that I voted? How many people? How many people did you tell Connor? Hey, at least two nah, of us know that brother. Connor voted. <laughs> yeah, Connor definitely <laughs> voted. We found that out <laughs> On the way immediately. Over here. Hey, I am back, boys. I oh, am back. yeah, that's Officially, right. Officially, how was your little uh, <clears throat> vacation, yeah, Connor? Incident. Hey, I'd like to set the record straight here. Uh, I tried to come in last week. I call Woos Media, uh, the higher-ups at Woos Media. They would not let me come in. I said, hey, I tested negative for COVID. I did have COVID, by the way. I'll put that out there. Everybody knows uh, you had COVID. I did Connor. test negative for COVID. I uh, had some negative tests. I felt good. I, I passed the CDC and World Health Organizations, blah, blah, blah. I was good to go. No, you weren't. And I was told... By Woo's Media, nope. You're not coming into the studio. So I just want to set the record straight that I was told I could not come when I tried. So to you were trying to infect all of us is I, what I, I guess, understand. I, I guess that's where we're you at. Know, but, I, but I'm back, if, boys. If I'm we're back. Telling, we're here. If we're telling secrets that you had COVID, I hung out with Connor like four days before he had COVID. That's true. And I was true. talking about pretty big loogies and I still came in, so... That's true. Wow. Well, yeah. if you would have told Woo's wow. Media, they would have been like, well, so the moral you, of the story, listeners out there, just don't tell your <laughs> yeah. bosses that you're sick. Yeah. yeah well, wow. Here's the thing. What, is a, you, what a great you one. You can't get COVID if you don't get tested. Like logic right yeah. there. Uh, also, though, uh, you, you guys are assuming using the, like the at-home tests. Then things are not that accurate, dude. I have taken one in the morning and then one in the afternoon and get opposite results mm. on it. I'm mm. not I'm not buying those. Those are CDC approved, right? I don't know. Uh, no just idea. making sure. No Same idea. guy that Connor got his guidance from yeah no, i was uh, i was uh two weeks ago it hit me really bad i was actually like very symptomatic like i i couldn't move for like two days but that's it it was just like a two-day thing and then i was good you know so, well hey. well well it sounds like you enjoyed a nice extended vacation mm-hmm. i hope Seriously. you enjoyed yourself mm-hmm. connor yeah, we yeah. are glad to have you back though we we do well, miss you hold you guys accountable home. here you know yeah you know a little bit <laughs> a little uh, bit here yeah on, on a side note for the listeners he's not here to defend himself after our ping pong conversation last week, I absolutely laid the hammer on mm, Walgy. Mm. It was not close. It was never close. This is the world's tiniest crowd. Thank applying. you. And I have the applause. It's the, it's, one, it's the one fan who actually cares. It doesn't even matter. I, I like the play. WNBA. <laughs> Whoa, sorry. <laughs> okay. Whoa. All right. Hey, we're, we're back. Baby. Happy Tuesday. <laughs> All right. We are back. We are back. And we're going to start the show on a little bit of a somber note here, but something worth mentioning. I'm sure all the listeners out there have heard the news already, but we did want to give a moment to the late, great Peter McNabb, who passed away this week after a long battle with cancer. Uh, most notably, you guys all remember him for his decades of, of, of broadcasting for the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, but he also, I actually found this out. I don't know if you guys know this. He went to college at DU. He played his hockey at DU. I never knew there was a connection to Colorado prior to that. I didn't actually find that out until yesterday. Uh, but Peter McNabb passed away. Um, man, it's sad. It really is sad. Absolute I, legend. For yeah, sure. Definitely yeah, legend. He had missed a lot of time over the last couple of years battling cancer, and he's back on this year. I thought maybe that meant everything was going good, but uh, it sounds like he kind of kept some things behind the scenes because he just really wanted to get out there and call games. So uh, good for him, and you know, well wishes to his family, and hope that uh, you know 
we can all remember fondly uh, a lot of the calls. I mean, he was a part of a lot of big moments, right? He got to be there for all three Stanley Cup championships mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, had a great playing career as well, most notably with the Boston Bruins. So, uh, you know, we're going to miss him. That, that's a voice that you will recognize and you will always miss for sure. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. No, he's, you know, someone uh, everyone in our line of business definitely kind of looks up to a little bit. He, he did this for a really long time and at, at a much more successful level than we can ever hope to aspire to. And um, really, when you think Avalanche, at least what I think Avalanche, when so many of us think Avalanche, we think Peter McNabb. So, yep. uh, you know, hey, it's, it's uh, sad that he's gone, but uh, his... You know his his legacy will not soon be forgotten. That that is for sure. Absolutely. All right. We talked and teased a little bit last week about our what we're going to call the Red Rock Sports Champions Draft. Okay. Oh, this was wow. a uh, an idea from Tyler Walgy that we're stealing. He's not even a part of it. I'm not even letting him join. Yeah, at, loser. At this point, he's four and nine in ping pong. He doesn't deserve it. <laughs> he doesn't deserve it. Um, so what this is, okay, just for the audience listening out there, for you guys to make sure you understand how this is going to work. Okay, so we're going to do a draft consisting of all teams in the NFL, NHL, and NBA. We're excluding Major League Baseball because, A, nobody cares, mm, and, B, the, the season just ended, so there's not like a That's championship the coming around yeah. the corner. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so the three other major sports, you're choosing from all teams within that. Okay, We're each going to select four teams total in a little snake-style draft. Here's how the point scoring works. Okay, Rules are simple. One point for a playoff appearance for your team. For each round that your team advances – you get another point. So that would be a playoff win or series win, depending on the, the league. Or if your team has a bye and gets to bypass the first round, you would also get an additional point for that. You get an additional point for win- winning the conference championship oh, wow. and two additional points for winning the ship. Okay, so it starts to stack up a little bit as you get further and further into playoffs. We looked into it. It actually made a lot of sense because there's the same number of rounds in each playoff in every league. So we uh, before the show started, we selected our draft order. Connor will be going first. I'll be going second. Nick will be going third and then I'll go reverse order until we have all of our picks. All right. Mm. Do we have any like good music for this? Yeah, We got our game show music. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do. Is that good? Is that good music? It's the same music we play. Okay. I like it. It works. <laughs> All right. On the clock, Connor Holzkamp with the first overall pick in the Red Rock Sports Champions Draft. Sorry, I have a technical microphone issues there. Uh, he's stalling. It. He's trying to come up with a better pick. I know, right? Right? It's, uh, it's a, all part of the strategy, baby. All right, so with the first pick, uh, I'm a bit of a numbers guy, so I'm just going to go with who has the best odds from all three sports according to uh, well, DraftKings, which is what I'm looking at right now. I'm going to go the Buffalo Bills. That's going to be my pick, the Buffalo Bills. All right, the Buffalo Bills, even coming off of a loss to even them New York Jets. Yeah. All right. Josh Allen, UCL, I'm just saying. Ooh, injuries may play into that one. Mm, he'll be all right. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go local here, guys, because I think when I look at all of the three sports, the team that in my mind is kind of head and shoulders in terms of their odds to win a championship above the rest of the league, that's the Colorado Avalanche. I, I'm gonna take the Colorado Avalanche with my first pick because I, even though they haven't started great, there's a lot of injuries going on there. 
I believe very strongly in the abs come playoff time. So I'm taking the Colorado Avalanche. Nick, you're up for two. Mine is easy. I'll, I'll start. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go the Kansas City Chiefs football club. I think that's uh, pretty pretty easy, honestly. Hey, pretty good. Can't go wrong with Patty can't, Mahomes. Can't really go wrong. So, and then on the flip side, I am going to go the Milwaukee Bucks. No Broncos. Ooh. You know, I thought about it. Uh-huh. I was really contemplating it, I but see. just <laughs> after their win, it's really, really hard to say no. But, you know, okay. we say no. We say no. And you go Bucks. Okay. We go Bucks. So, I don't know if you guys approach this is how I approach fantasy drafts, too, but you rank all your teams, right? You know, so that way you're not making bad decisions. You're staying, staying to your strategy, but it never fails. You get to the draft, and it's like, Damn it, this was kind of the one team I didn't want to fall to me to be the, the best team to pick, but I'm going to not deviate away from my plan. I am going to take the Philadelphia Eagles, okay? Tough. They're 8-0 right now. Albeit, if you look at their schedule so far, not not been that tough. It's not been that great. They may be a little bit of a false top team in the NFL right now, but still an 8-0 team with a dynamic offense. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Hmm. You know, if you squint hard enough, I think you can see the Tebow-led Broncos. Squint. Oh, <laughs> ouch! Uh, sorry. That's a diss, man. Jalen Hurts did nothing to deserve know, this. What did he do to offend it's you? It's rough. Okay, hey, just for the record, are we going one team from each sport? No, Is you can do whatever you want. How many total teams do we Four get? teams. We go four teams. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, here we go. So you get these two picks, and you'll get one more. Okay. Uh, so I get two picks. I'm going to go with do, 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 do. the hometown Denver Nuggets. You started saying Denver, and I'm like, what? Where is yeah, he yeah. going with uh-huh. this? Uh-huh. Ooh, do you, do you hockey? all right. Yeah, do you hockey? Now, you know what? It's a, it's a homer pick, but you know what? Then I'll be doubly happy if they win, right? Sure, Just a little sure. extra sauce An extra pissed uh-huh. if they don't. It, yes, indeed. <laughs> okay, Nuggets for your first pick. Who do you got for the second one there? Second one, I am going to go with the Boston Celtics. Ooh, all right. Stole them right in front of me, man. That was who I was going mm. for, for sure, right there. Yep, yep. You look at the Celtics, man. You know, you got the Bucks and you got the Celtics. That's one of them, too, in my mind, is coming out of the East. So you got pretty good odds there. Um, I'm hey, gonna don't, don't sleep on the Cavs, all right? Don't sleep on them. Oh, right, uh-huh. right, uh-huh. right. I will sleep on them, okay. absolutely. All right, okay. all right. Uh, a team At that your I, own peril, Jared. A team that I am not going to sleep on coming off of a stellar season last year. They're loaded with talent, as always. That is the Golden State Warriors. That's who I'm taking Ooh. with my next At three, pick. The 3-7 three and seven Golden State the Warriors. 3-7 and, and seven on buying low, baby. We're buying low. Okay, good to hear it. It's All me. right, Soaps, and you're going to finish with these two picks All right, I'll here. take uh, my Massachusetts accent is horrible, but I'm going to take the Boston Bruins. The Boston, Boston Bruins. Bruins. Okay. And then I will take – give me one sec. I lost them. You got to take someone from the Western Conference, too. I will take the Dallas Mavericks. Ooh, mm. okay. God, see, and you guys keep doing this. You keep putting a team that I don't want to pick. As the one that's going to fall to yeah, me, but I'm not going to do it this time because yeah, I don't I, do it. I hate him, can't do it, not going to. So I'm going to uh, go back to hockey, to the NHL, okay? If it's not the Avs winning it, maybe this is bad strategy, I don't know, but if it's not the Avs, we're going to pick an East Coast team. We're going to go with the Carolina Hurricanes. Oh, wow. Okay? 
By the way, the pick that I passed on that I just couldn't take was the L.A. Clippers. I just can't. I can't do it. Can't do it. Connor, last pick of the draft. Who you got? Oh, last pick of the draft. I'm going to go with the Vegas Golden Knights. Ooh, all right. All right. Mm -hmm. A little bit of a flyer there. Okay. You know, I got to get an NHL team in there, you know. That way I'm not uh, just completely screwing myself, and that way I can show that I can pick a team from every sport. Oh, yeah, right. see, I didn't even... Yeah, see? Let's see, I did... Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. We're good. Mm-hmm. I got two hockey teams, too. Even better. So, for all you listeners out there, yep, keep following along throughout the year. We're not going to touch on this every week. Obviously, this is going to be a long process because you have, what, June or July? When does when does the NBA Finals even June. go? Is that June? Yep. So, we have a while till this will all be settled, but we will check in on it periodically. Probably as we go into the NFL playoffs, we'll be talking about where we're at, and then obviously as you go forward through into the NHL and NBA playoffs. So, I just always like to bring in topics where then we could touch back on it down the way, and I can mock you guys for just how bad your selections were, which is something I want to transition to. I was just to. about to say Go ahead. Right, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. We did that uh, before the uh, NFL season. Uh, this was our August 25th episode. We all made predictions on what we thought the AFC West standings would look like at the end of the year. And lo and behold, both of you idiots put the Chiefs as the worst team <laughs> in the AFC West. Uh, yeah, brother. Come on, fellas. Come on. I still... You stand by it? You stand by it? Even uh, this I stand by my hatred for the Chiefs. <laughs> yes, fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just really quickly, uh, I gotta, I, I'm going to toot my own horn here, okay? Here's how I had it. Well, let me tell you this first. The standings currently, halfway through the season, every team has played eight games. It is Chiefs sitting at six and two, Chargers at five and three, although they should probably be worse than that based on some of the games they've won. Broncos sitting at three and five, and then the last place Raiders at two and six. I had it. Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders. So flip flop Broncos, Chargers, and I was wow, you're pretty so spot good on. At that, Jared. I'm, dude, I'm so good at That's this. Unbelievable. So good. I'm never wrong ever. Mm-hmm. We're uh, gonna have to bring up our uh, over under predictions for the Broncos because I think I've been nailing all those. I was picking the under on like every every game. That's uh-huh. that was probably a smart play. So we'll there. see. Smart play there. Uh, let's see, Connor. Yours is not terrible you at least had the chargers winning the division you mm. had broncos two mm. raiders three Ooh. soaps i took the raiders buddy i know buddy i like theirs i still like the raiders <laughs> oh whoa i still really whoa. i still really like the raiders earmuffs hey, hey I broncos do. country out there earmuffs no i i don't know what's going on they had a they had a i, I want to say it was like the last drive of the game or it was the drive before they needed a touchdown it was third and two you've got red hot josh jacobs there, you're telling me that you have two plays to get two yards, and what do you call like? I would say medium or intermediate distance passes for the first down. Run the. Can, can I beam. just say you may nothing in this world brings me more joy, but it makes my heart warmer than watching Josh McDaniels and the Raiders yeah. struggle. I am. It, it is almost worth the uh, disaster that is the Broncos season so far. Well, see, the, the two things it. are completely unrelated, uh, though. You know, but it almost makes up for it. Like it almost okay, it, it makes almost, up for it. Almost it almost okay. fills my heart back up to normal level. Okay, uh, just just watching Josh McDaniels just destroy that that franchise who was a playoff team last year, mind you. Yes, there is seriously nothing better. I feel like I have won the lottery every single day that I get to watch these Raiders. Now, games. remind me, last year they got rid of Gruden 
I mean, it was it was all off field stuff that was his demise. Correct. But, but yeah. uh, that was like pretty early in the season, right? So they it ran was like they, with I'm going to butcher his name, Basaccia. Yeah, it was the special teams guy, and but he was he was coaching for a good portion of that season. Yeah, so, he's with Green Bay now. So now we apparently are saying that Josh McDaniels is a significant set step down from Rich Bisaccia. Mm, yep, worst uh, coach in the league. Wow. Yeah, uh, they should hire Fig Fangio. Worst coach in the league. Uh huh. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. No one will ever change my mind on that. I just I better no, I no better opinion. than he who shall not be named, huh? Or worse than he shall who w- shall. Would not you be rather named. have Josh or would you rather have Nat? No, I would rather have Josh. Ah, Nat, for sure. Actually, no I don't think that's an accurate statement. X's and O's, as a coordinator, give me Josh McDaniels. I think he is proving, again, with the Raiders now, what he proved with the Broncos before. He does not understand how to create a culture of winning. I think he's a guy that is – people don't like to play for him, and they don't play hard for him, and I'm not saying that that's – any evidence has yep. come Getting out Getting shut out that? against the Saints, I'll take that offensive coordinator Absolutely. all day. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Especially when you're going up against their kicker in fantasy. I, I have so much vitriol for Josh McDaniels. I just I can't even I can't even say one com- complimentary thing about the man. I really not, not thought one. I can't even would, say his hair's good or anything. I like thought that. this it's was going to be a slam dunk hire for. He him. has been eating pretty good. He's been eating pretty good. Okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's, that's about as close as I can get. Yeah, he's been eating yeah. really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Do you oh, guys man. see anything changing up in these division standings between now and the end of the season? Again, we're, we're almost exactly at the halfway point. I know they play 17 games now, but uh, Chiefs and Chargers well ahead of the Broncos and Raiders. Do you see that sticking that way? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, probably yes. But you know what? I, I am holding out hope that the Broncos could catch the, the Chargers. I'm holding out hope, okay? They, they still play them um, here at home. Yeah, I think right? coming up in a couple weeks, right? Um. You know, uh, still got a game against the Raiders at home. Obviously, Carolina's a disaster. Hopefully, they can beat Tennessee. I, you know, I still think that there's there's a chance. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I have not given up hope that the it, it is looking tough to make the playoffs. Okay, it really is. But um, you know, could the Chargers lose a couple games? I mean, look, they're dealing with some injuries themselves, right? Like, who do they even have to catch the football? Joshua Palmer. I mean, is that about it? Right, Austin Eckler. Uh, there you go. Austin yeah, that's Eckler. about it. Right. <laughs> um, it's the only guy that they need, by the way. You know, true. And, and then Herbert, of course, dealing with the well, fractured cartilage, whatever the heck that means. Uh, his ribs are hurt. <laughs> so uh, could I see the Chargers dropping a couple games and coming back down to the level with the Broncos, maybe winning a couple games? Yeah, I could. So I, I could see the Broncos getting second. I they're not catching the Chiefs, but yeah, Chiefs are head and shoulders. They're they're running away with this division, right? I mean, I know they've even stumbled in a couple of games that they probably should have won. But uh, I'll say this too: I think it's more likely that the Broncos catch the Chargers for two in the division than it is that the Broncos make the playoffs, like significantly. Okay, what's what's more likely: the Broncos catch the Chargers or the Raiders catch the Broncos? The Raiders catch the Broncos. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, no I'm with I'm with soaps there because you look at the the Raiders and oh, yes, man. aside Still from that, that Saints the- game where they just were atrocious. That was a god awful game. They have a they they've they've lost some some pretty tough losses that before you know it, you turn a few of those around and all of a sudden this is a 500 team or close to it. I think that they end up probably right there with the Broncos. I I just don't know, guys. I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to put my optimistic hat on you know with the Broncos they just won their last game they're coming off of a bye hopefully that means they retool some things and maybe this offense looks a little bit more dynamic coming off of this bye but mm. uh, I just I don't see the Broncos making it above 500 and I think the Chiefs at, or the Chargers at least end at 500 I mean around. look you got if you're the Broncos you, 
if you have any hope of finishing the season with nine wins, being above 500, uh, as you said, you got to win. Have to win against Tennessee uh, and Carolina. I mean, there's no no wiggle room. Honestly, if you lose this game against Tennessee, then you pretty much don't have a shot to get a 500 record for the season. You know, I mean, uh, you look at the schedule, right? Now, there's a little bit of a blessing in disguise, right? The Rams are not as good as they were last year, obviously, as, as good as everyone thought they would be. Uh, so there's another potentially winnable game on the schedule right there. They don't have a great home Except field advantage either. LA. Yeah, I guess you're right. You're they true, they yeah. don't have a great home field advantage either. Um, Do you guys want to go to that game? It's on Christmas Day. Huh, you know? I, uh, no. So you think Woo's Media will shell out for that? I don't, I don't know. So. I, I think mm-hmm. I think even if Woo's Media gave us tickets, I'm pretty sure I'd be busy. You're, uh, <laughs> you can't get the sign-off from the boss? No, I definitely can. I And by boss, def- I mean why? I definitely don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't want to go. That stadium is supposed to be sweet, though. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I, I just really want to awesome. go to the game in that stadium. Uh, so I, I don't know. I think I think for the Broncos to finish above 500, they're going to need to win this next game and against Carolina. Uh, you do that, hey, everything's in play. Uh, the AFC is looking... A lot of surprise teams looking much better than people thought they would look. Obviously, the Dolphins, the Jets are in the playoff picture, right? That no one really thought they'd be there, but hey, they're they're there. And I don't, I don't. It's going to be some work for the Broncos if they actually want to make the playoffs. So, uh, I, you know, I don't know. That's a that's a foregone conclusion. You just here. brought up a couple of teams that just gave me a thought on a on a question to to present. We're going to kind of talk in a minute here about who we predict to win the divisions across uh, the NFL. But you just brought up a couple of names. Miami Dolphins, New York Jets. Let's see. Who else are the, some of the surprise teams in there? That's that's the main ones. Maybe you could throw the Vikings in there being a surprise team. Uh, yeah. Seattle Seahawks. Of those teams, who is are any of those teams legit? Do we think any of those four teams? I'm going to put those four teams out there, okay? Seattle Seahawks, Minnesota Vikings, the Miami Dolphins, and the New York Jets. Who is actually there? Maybe not making the playoffs, but in that hunt at the end of the year. Any of them? All of them? Well, they'd all win the AFC South. Does that count? No? No. Okay. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. And for the record, the Titans are still 5-3. and three. I don't know that you know any of them are going to win. They, they all have pieces, man. They all have pieces that are, that are legit. The Jets... The Jets have a front seven that is just an absolute nightmare, right? Their defensive line, their, their defense as a whole. Pretty dang good, man. They, they're looking really good. Uh, Zach Wilson is playing... Yeah, I, I'm not gonna go there and say great, but he, you know he's playing. He's limiting mistakes. How about he that? doesn't care about, about stats there? though? Just for the record, <laughs> no, he's not a great fantasy quarterback. Uh, he, he's limiting mistakes, right? They have a great defense. Uh, their run game has looked pretty good. You know, even with Brees Hall going down, they've they've still you know Michael Carter picked up the rock and, and ran with it. So um, they all got pieces, man. I mean, the Dolphins. How about Tyreek Hill? How about Tyreek Hill leaving the best quarterback in football, arguably? And everyone's saying, oh, let's, let's see how he does over in Miami, right? And then putting up better numbers. I mean, I mean, what, what do you make of that, right? Uh, <laughs> honestly, I'm not as surprised as most with that because he's now in an offense where he is the guy. And yes, there's a lot of talent on that offense, Jalen Waddell, others as well. But it's an offense that features around him. Whereas it was, he was a piece of the puzzle within Kansas City. That's kind of the way that Andy Reid's always run his offenses, that he spreads the ball, finds the open guy, finds the mismatch. Whereas it's just like, no, 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 Tyreek, just run. We'll get it to you. Just go. Just go. We'll chuck it down to you, man. Man, it's, it's been incredible. You see that he, that Tyreek Hill, rather, got the quickest receiver to 1,000 receiving yards, beating out Calvin Johnson. 
Did really? I yeah, did for, for any season. For any one season. Okay, yeah. Fastest I mean, to a thousand receiving yards. He's you know. I mean, even granted it'll be in a seventeen game season, but he I think is going to smash the the two thousand yard barrier. It's crazy, man. Uh, and so, you know, you look at the Dolphins and and they got weapons. Two is playing great. Their their offense is looking explosive, right? The it's looking like the opposite of the Nat Hackett uh, offense here. Um their defense is not is not great, but you know, obviously adding uh, uh, Bradley Chubb over there, it's going to help a little bit, right? You can never uh, have too many edge rushers. So uh, you ask if they're legit. Your record is what you are, right? Your record's no, what no, you are. it's not. Extent. Your record halfway through the season is not where you're going to mm-hmm. be at the end of the season. But to a certain extent, like they are what they are. Like they've won games because they have enough pieces. So Connor's telling me that those are all legit teams. I will tell you, of the four, I think only the Dolphins are truly, what do you truly mean by legit. In- what does legit mean? I mean, that's so a- subjective. Actual threat to be into the playoffs, a but make some noise within the playoffs. I think the Dolphins mm. absolutely are a team. The the. Uh, Minnesota Vikings are going to make the playoffs by default, but I don't think that's that good of a team. They are squeaking out wins against bad right, football so teams. Let me, let me ask you this, right? Because here, here's two teams that are kind of in the that second tier in the AFC, right? Who do you trust more in a playoff game? Bengals at 5-4 and four or the Dolphins or Jets at 6-3? and three? Uh, I mean, okay. So you put the Bengals out there, the team that just made it to the Super Bowl. I, right, right. I know, but they're five and four. They've, they've, I, they've I shown think some I would vulnerability. Take, I would take them, but if you're going to give me, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of, okay, give me the, the Dolphins or the Titans, the Dolphins or the Chargers, you know, I mean, the Dolphins or any other team in the AFC above 500 except for the Bills and the Bengals, and maybe maybe you throw Baltimore Ravens in there, the but Chiefs. even that, oh yeah, the Chiefs, right, that, that team's pretty good too. I mm-hmm. forgot about them. But honestly, the Dolphins to me, I think they're a well-coached team. I think that they are dynamic offensively. You can put everything you can into shutting down Tyreek Hill. They have talent around that to make plays. And defensively, I think they're above average. They're playmaking defense. So I absolutely think the Dolphins are legit and I think they're going to be a threat this year. The rest of them, I, I don't buy that the Jets are going to be I think if you're going to ask me of which of those season. teams you asked were the most quote-unquote legit or the most likely to make noise in the playoffs, I, I would agree the Dolphins. Yeah. Like that's who I would take. They uh that offense, man, they're fun to watch. They're fun to watch. It is. It is. And hey, a- let's not forget my fantasy boy, Raheem Mostert over of here. Of course. Right? Come of on. course. Hey, rumbling and tumbling. Uh, is, is he gonna have a is it gonna be a negative impact for him with would, them signing Jeff Wilson? Yeah, for sure. They they mm-hmm. had fifty fifty no split on carries. Ooh. Yep. I like the Seahawks personally the best. Their their schedule for at least the next four games they now play now we're going NFC here. We are. Well, I put I them in there. They were did. in the, that mix. I had the, ah, okay. the Vikings in, in the yeah, Seahawks like, out of the NFC. They play the Bucks this week, the Raiders the following week, the Rams the following week, and then the Panthers. That's that's a possible four games, and then you're 10-3. and three. Man, then we'll, How about those Seahawks, right? I mean, they're over under this year was set at five games. Sweet. They, they've already smashed it. If I you had like the over on the Seahawks, you have as, already won As a fan, I have had such a roller coaster over the last, like, what? What, what was the Super Bowl that we got beat by then? That was 2013. Mm-hmm. So the last 10 years, I've had such a roller coaster with the Seahawks. I liked the Legion of Boom. Then they whooped the shit out of the Broncos, and I freaking <laughs> hated them for the longest time. And then I was like, actually, why do I hate them? The Broncos totally just shit the bed. It wasn't their fault, you know? Mm-hmm. And so you started rooting for them again. And then the Broncos trade for Russell Wilson. And all you see is social media, all these Seattle folks just trashing Russell Wilson. And I'm just, I was just, you know, you just hate him. You start hating these fans again. And then, then the season starts. You're like, oh, 
oh, you know what? Uh, it, it might have been onto something there. And so I don't know. I'm still having a hard time with the Seahawks this year. I just well, uh, you know what? Like good, them. good for Pete Carroll. Honestly, good for Pete Carroll. I, there was you say that people were trashing him, right? But but there was plenty of, tr- of uh, you know trashing going on, if you will, towards Pete Carroll, sure. right? Uh, there was a lot of people on, on both sides of it, and it was obviously kind of a messy breakup, but people were, were questioning Pete Carroll and, and saying, and you wonder how much of this is put out by Russell Wilson's camp and whatnot, right? His his entourage of band uh, management, um, brand management, rather, not band management. I don't think he's in a band. Um, anyways, but but there was the, the he, words going He'd up. make a good like bass player <laughs> in a would. band. Just, he would. Just so like plays the triangle. Vanilla, yeah. <laughs> the triangle. <laughs> the triangle. In, in a Christian band. That'd be Of him. course. Obviously. Um, yeah. So, no... Uh, there Tim was, Tebow's on there the was obviously the rhetoric uh-huh. going out that Pete Carroll was too old. Pete Carroll has lost his touch. Pete he is seventy one. He's old, right? No, he is. But but the rhetoric was that he wasn't good enough to coach. And and he's hey, good for Pete, man. He's proven those haters wrong. Like I don't even know what to make of this team, to be quite honest with you. I mean, is Geno Smith? Would you pay Geno Smith? I no, mean, where are we at with that? Absolutely not. Absolutely okay, but not. would you pay him? What do you mean? Absolutely not. You definitely have to consider yeah, paying him. You have him. to consider it. Not right? not any top dollar. I mean, he. I'm not saying top dollar, but okay. Are you, if we're talking like 15 million, 15, sure. 20, 22 20, million a year, 20 plus. We're putting I, like an arbitrary yeah. number on it. You pay him above average quarterback money. You paid Ross, however much you paid Ross. Yeah, that's see. I, I could see them. I could see them giving Geno Smith maybe like a one year, no way, 15 million dollar deal, no way, or something like that. One year, 18 million dollar deal, no way. and then. If he if he backs it up, giving him like a five year. No way. If you thing, did that, you, if you did that, you have to franchise tag him. That'd be the only okay, way you yeah. get him to assign a they, winner. Contract. They yeah. got two okay. first round picks, I believe, this year, right? I know they have the Broncos. I think they still have their own. This is the year to make a move to go up and get a quarterback. So no way. Are you gonna you gonna why pass? would you do that? Because uh, because Gino's not your guy. He I currently mean, is your guy. He is currently. But he currently is one of the best quarterbacks. He is much in the better league. than Baker Mayfield. I'll put it that way. Who is Jared. starting this Sunday? He is boom he is. baby. My man. See, we want him to start because, as you listeners may or may not remember, we uh, Nick and I have both bet Jared, uh, you know, for us, a substantial amount of money that Baker Mayfield would or would not finish in the top half of quarterback rating and well, I want focus. I want any, know, and so. the, the caveat is he, he has, has to start, to start games. He has to start it, eight games. So, eight so eight this games. is good for us. Yeah, we need, we, we, we this. need Baker starting. We need because, Baker. Yeah, he's what do you real. mean? Baker's about to take this lead uh-huh. by storm. God, Don't you guys correct, know? Correct. He is. Yes, <laughs> he is. Uh, you, you know, it's bad when they chose to start PJ. Walker last week. He played all right the last couple it, yeah, games. Yeah, but... What I was mean, he at, like, nine yards and two picks? Yeah, oh, yeah. it's not good. Not good. This, so. this is like Russell Wilson. My boy, man. My boy let me <laughs> down. Yeah, he really sorry. let it's, me down. It's rude. Well, Russ would have less picks. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, no, maybe. True. Okay, you guys showed some confidence in those up-and-coming teams, but I want to know... Do you believe any of them will be division winners? So we're going to go division by division. We'll each t- say who we believe will be the division winner, and we will obviously follow up on this at the end of the regular season. So we're going to start AFC. We'll go north, south, east, west, and then we'll go NFC. Same thing, okay? So starting with the AFC North. I don't think I need to list off teams, right? That, that, that no, seems a little it. cumbersome. So I am going to start with taking a little bit of a flyer on a team that I think is is coming on strong. I think they will make a uh, a lot of noise in the playoffs, similar so to the way they did last the year. Yeah. I'm taking the Bengals. Wow. They're yeah. going to win this division. What a pick. Uh, hey, <laughs> totally over, unexpected. Over the Ravens, <laughs> who are the consensus favor right now in that division, I do like the Bengals to overcome them and win that division. What say you guys? 
I for me it's the I, I honestly if you were I hate to cut even the segment kind of short I think the AFC is kind of top heavy if that's even a thing I like the I like the Bengals I like Jackpot Joey I didn't know that Jamar Chase being out would be so much of a hindrance for them I'm gonna go Ravens I don't I don't personally see like I said for me it's gonna be kind of a boring segment um, with that said I, I think the Ravens is the obvious answer yeah I'm going Ravens too. It's, hey, bo- it's boring doubt, now, but I'll be ripping you in three months. Win and doubt follow the odds, and they're uh, pretty substantial favorites over the Bengals. So. All right, all right. Uh, AFC South, what are you guys taking? Titans. Easily, but, obvious, right? But, yeah, I mean, in a division where the second-place team just fired their coach. <laughs> yeah, and hired Jeffrey Saturday, who has yes. no coaching uh-huh. experience. Have you who guys, are you taking? Have you guys seen the clip of back when Peyton was at with the Colts where the two of them are going off yeah. on the sideline and Peyton's like, quit calling plays, quit calling plays. You can't call plays. You're an offensive lineman. Be an offensive yeah, lineman. There was some argument on the Twitterverse <laughs> whether that was uh, a bit staged or not. Uh, why would it yeah. be staged? Peyton because does it's that. like his best friend. And but Peyton, Peyton does that's that. why they're yelling at each other. No, but, Peyton does it. He staged that whole thing with the, the 50 whatever touchdown, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and Nick, would it really surprise you? Away? Really knowing Peyton Manning, would it really surprise you that he staged that for comedy? And he also was mic'd up that game. So yeah, he actually, like total conspiracy theory. You're right. That's 100%. Hey, 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 we'll see. I don't you know. heard it here. That is a fact, guys. <laughs> okay, the obvious answer is the Titans. Titans. Minus, there is basically no team that can uh, you, overcome you, you, you them, I think. You could pick the Jaguars. No way. So the Titans are minus 400 to win as it stands today yeah. via DraftKings. Jacksonville is the second closest at plus 400. Okay. No way. The Yeah. Yeah, it's the Titans. The but NF- next. The AFC <laughs> East is to me the most intriguing. While it's the most obvious answer, it also is by far the best division in the AFC right now. And I will give you this listing here. So Buffalo Bills at six and two, who just lost to the six and three Jets. Dolphins also at six and three. And New England, who was without their starting quarterback for several weeks at five and four. All four teams above five hundred, but it's still so obvious to me that it's going to be the Buffalo Bills winning this division. Do you guys agree? Uh, yeah, I just picked the Bills to win a championship, so I'm going to yeah, go with the Bills well. again. Well uh, obviously, that that injury to Josh Allen, depending on what's going on with it, could could be a little troubling. But uh, no, nah, yeah, I'm going to pick the Bills. Do you have any going balls? Bills, do you do it? Maybe. Yeah, I'm going to take the Dolphins simply. Ooh. And had you asked me before Sunday, it's obviously the Bills. The UCL thing makes me pretty nervous. They don't know how bad it is. It's a potential. anything that's an acronym within your body is not a yeah, good exactly. So mm. Dolphins are plus five hundred. The Jets are plus two thousand. For me, only because of potential injury, I'll probably in two weeks look like an idiot. But I just think anytime you have that, that tends to linger, especially when you're throwing the rock. So I think the Dolphins, based on w- what we know today, I think the Dolphins will take. Didn't it. didn't Justin Herbert have a UCL uh, injury last year? Maybe he had something. I don't know if it was his UCL. He definitely had some sort of arm injury. Yeah. What is UCL? This is elbow. It's like his. It's that would like, be the uh, or shoulder. Tommy John. I think that is the, the Tommy UCL. John. Yeah, it's like uh, underneath your elbow. I don't know. Okay, so no sidearm throws. It'll be bad for him. Uh, yeah, stay over the top. Let's see. Yeah, Let's so see. the UCL is the uh, the Tommy John surgery. Okay. So. Ooh. Ulnar collateral Ooh. ligament. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, as that we are doctors better. here. That sounds better. All right. Anyone taking the Broncos? Anyone taking stop. the Broncos? Stop. Yeah, stop. It's Chiefs. No, it's all the Chiefs all the way across the board. Okay. I won't even ask. Minus 900. Ooh. Mm. 
Ooh, okay. Tough luck. All right, moving on to the NFC where it's a little more up in the air, although there are a couple of divisions here that are pretty, pretty settled. Again, I said it earlier. We'll start with the North. The the Vikings are going to, by default, walk in the playoffs. The Green Bay Packers, I I say it week after week, and everyone kind of laughs at me when I say it. Like, I will not be shocked if at a certain point in this season that I almost said Brett Favre. If Aaron Rodgers just is like, I'm done. I'm walking away. I don't need this anymore. Don't want it anymore. And he just up and quits, dude. I wouldn't be shocked. Seriously. Uh, how uh, am I looking too much into this? Or it, it seems interesting to me that some of these, uh, the Mike Shanahan coaching tree in terms of the, the West Coast offense seems to be struggling this year, man. I mean, I mean, you know, obviously the Rams uh, not looking good on offense. Packers offense looking bad. The Broncos offense looking terrible. Uh, it, What's going Kyle, on this Kyle Shanahan still the doing some things. No, the 49ers not looking good on offense Yeah, either. yeah, yeah. They got Christian McCaffrey now. They're going to be fine. They have 176 total points, which is like third to last. And Christian McCaffrey put up like NFC. 100 of those last week, so it's yeah. fine. Okay. All right. Hey, I'm, just, I'm, I'm wondering. I'm wondering. I asked the question. <laughs> okay. So. NFC North, who are you guys taking? Everyone on the Vikings? Vikings yeah. If you're going to tell me that Mike, if, if Russell Wilson was rocking around after a win, wearing as much chain and bling bling as my boy Kirk Cousins, hey, low key, or maybe what the kids say, high key, Kirk Cousins is jacked. For I totally. definitely was not expecting him to be like jacked. I was totally expecting like a Mac Jones so, Alabama look. I feel like Kirk Cousins you know? is what Russell Wilson so desperately wants to be, right? Like he wants to be that cool goody good guy you know that like he's he's the guy that you 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 want your daughter to date but then he's also the the badass that goes out and throws chains on with the boys you know and russ wants to be that so bad and he's just not he's not kirk cousins He's not, guys. Can you believe you're saying that? He's I know. just not. He's Kirk just not Kirk Cousins. Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I, I'm, I'm a big Kirk Cousins fan. You know, I've I've said this yeah. on the show for for nobody he, rocks a wedding ring months, like Kirk Cousins. That's right. That's right. That thing yeah, is literally like all like, even on on Fox's caricature type thing. They make a point to make his of course wedding they ring do. Huge. Of course they do. Yeah. It's because it's the only ring he's ever going to get. <laughs> oh. Whoa, whoa! Sorry, oh, we're all picking. We're all picking the Vikings. We're all taking the Vikings. Wait, now who dresses better? Who rocks it better, all right? Um, oh, who wore it better? People Magazine. Nice. <laughs> what? They do like a seg- they do like a segment where they're like, who wore it better? And they wear the same thing. Oh, and now I'm trying to think. Who's that Jets quarterback that was always uh, oh, uh, the sunglasses? Uh, 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 the, the Ryan thing. Fitzpatrick? Is yeah, there you go. Here okay. we go. So, so Fitzmagic or uh, Kirk Cousins? Who has uh, the better Kirk Cousins? Oh, Bro, I'm all about the beard. Uh, Kirk dude. Cousins easily. Right. Fitzmagic all day yeah. with that beard. All right. Dude. Hey, there we go. Uh, you know how I'm gonna say Fitzmagic? Yeah. Go there. Anyways, all right. Plus, he is awesome on the as the uh, analyst. Thursday night. Yeah, he fantastic. Yeah, uh-huh. you that, could, that Harvard education is paying off for yes. him after football, man. All right, moving to the South. Uh, let's see here. Is there even any competition? I think this one is oh, yeah, all t- below five hundred. All yeah. below five hundred. So this is the opposite of the uh, AFC East. The NFC South finds no teams above five hundred. Carolina's out of it. Everyone else really does still have a chance. Uh, but I'm going to take the favorite. I'm going to bet on touchdown Tommy coming through and pulling through. Hey, that divorce is settled. He's focused now. He is focused. He's going to be lasered, focused, dialed in, start making bets on props for Tom Brady. Okay, that's what I'm putting out there for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Now, now that uh, Tommy's lost the family, I think he'll win a division. So, Oh, you know. all right. You're yeah. taking – Honestly, though, I, how could you bet against Tom Brady, man? The guy is – 
the guy's record speaks for himself. Come and on, Marcus Mariota. I, I know he, I know that he's four and five right now, but I, I think you would be a lunatic to bet against Tom Brady when he's in the position still to he's still number one in the division. So it's, that that would be ludicrous to me. Well, he put it out there, Soaps. Are you a lunatic? I'm not a lunatic. The Falcons are pretty fun. I feel like the Falcons games are at least pretty entertaining to watch. They, they have been, yeah. But they run the ball. Well, the, I'd be curious. The Bucks, I, I like until a touchdown Tommy gets dethroned. You've got to earn it against the I'd be the curious goat, so. to look at some box scores for the, the Falcons games because it seems like they're either up huge and then like it becomes close at the end or they're down big and they come back in every game. There's a huge gap and then they come back. I don't know. It seems like that every week. Uh, all right. Moving on to the NFC East. I'm let you guys go first on this one. Connor, what you got? You know what? Just because I keep picking the favorites, I'm going to throw a curveball in here, and I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. Damn it. I should have gone first. I totally thought you guys <laughs> were both going to take that favorite. Even though you took the Eagles and I draft. told you I didn't want to take them. They were the mm. best on my rankings, man. I had to go with them, I, I dude. tell you, I'm going to call them squints. You squint hard enough, you see the uh, Tebow Broncos, you know? <laughs> uh, now they, uh, they're, they're, they're surprised. They're fun to watch this year, but... I kind of got a feeling it could, it could be the Cowboys out here. You know, you got Dak Prescott back. Um, now that they seem to be committed to actually, well, I know Ezekiel Elliott's hurt, but uh, it seems like Tony Pollard's not going to necessarily give up all of his touches, uh, even when he comes back. So not if Jerry Jones has anything to say about it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the Cowboys. How about that division though with the defenses, man? Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, is there I a mean, single team in that entire division that does not have an awesome defense? They were always guess, known for that when we were kids, right? Even, back in the nineties, Washington's defense is not bad. Like it's not terrible, you know. So I don't have um, many nice things to say about Washington. The, actually, you know what? I do. Those jerseys they were rocking this black, weekend. The all black were, is sweet. But were they black? I thought they were like really, really, really dark reddish. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> No, no. Yikes. I, I, they were black. I thought black. Yeah, I thought are black, we confirmed? I feel like we're confirmed black. Maybe my color on my TV needs to be adjusted a little yeah. bit then. Or maybe maybe it was the alcohol I was in, ingesting. I'm not sure. That could have been it, too. I like the Eagles. I They have a little bit. It seems like they get better as the season goes on. So I like the Eagles, obviously. They have the most points by far in the division. So yeah, Okay, so I just I'm pulled gonna, it up. It's black, by okay. the way. I'm going to defend, I'm gonna defend uh, my uh, pick of the Eagles in our champions draft while also selecting the Cowboys. Here's what's going to happen, guys. The Eagles are going to stumble down the stretch. It's easy Season's been too easy for them. They've had an easy schedule. They've struggled against a couple teams they shouldn't have, even though they end up with a, a large margin of victory. Even this last game against the Texans, that was too close for comfort there. So they're going to struggle down the stretch. They will make the playoffs, and then they are a team built for the playoffs. They can run. They can pass. They play defense. They have added some talent here at the trade deadline. So the Eagles will come on strong in the playoffs, but the Cowboys getting Dak Prescott back. They got Michael Gallup, who hopefully pulls his head out of his ass and starts playing like a starting receiver again. It's good advice. Um, but I think the you Cowboys should, uh, share end that up with taking... You should share that with Cor- Cortland Sutton. I put him to the uh-huh. bench this week, finally. I couldn't do it. I, mm. I, I benched him. You know who I put in instead? My man, Greg. Is it Dolchich or Dolcich? I don't even know. But he's starting in my fantasy roster right now. He is my flex player. I know everyone out there cares so much about my fantasy Correct, roster. Correct, they do. My two and six fantasy <laughs> roster. <laughs> uh, all right, last but not least... The NFC West, and I am taking my boy Kyle Shanahan with his new toy, Christian McCaffrey. They are going to steamroll this division the rest of the way and walk for a division victory. What do you guys say? I like the Seahawks. I know that's the trendy pick, but I I think they just play really good. Geno Smith, who apparently is nothing more than a backup quarterback as it stands today, doesn't deserve a contract. Nope. Sure. The Baker Mayfield treatment. Give him the Baker treatment. Yeah, fine. 
I like the Seahawks. There are two offenses in the NFL who have... Oh, no. I'm sorry. Strike that. There is one offense uh, who has scored less points than the Rams. Care to take a guess who that is? The Broncos. The Broncos. Ouch. Um, with that said... I'm going to take the black sheep of the family here. I'm going to go a little outsider. I'm going to say that Matthew Stafford and company figures it out. I'm going to say I'm going to say that I'm not going to trust the fool's gold that is Seattle. They're playing well, but I think they're playing above what they're going to finish at. Uh, and I'm just not a believer in the 49ers, really. I probably think that's the best pick, the 49ers. But because you picked him and I want to be a little different, I'm going to go the Rams, formerly of St. Louis, now of uh, who knows because no one shows up to their games. So... Okay, tune in at the end of the season, and we will see just how good our predictions are. Although, I got to say, guys, we didn't go out on a limb on too many of those, really. Yeah, they don't have a couple. Uh, yeah, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. That t- typically, if you look back historically, the teams winning the divisions halfway through are not typically the ones that end up winning the divisions. Usually, there's a little bit more of a roller coaster as it comes out there. Well, I mentioned getting on the Tom Brady bandwagon, right? I'm going to start betting props on Tom Brady. Man's focused. He is dialed in. And of course, I'm making those prop bets on Thrive Fantasy. The best, the leader in prop bets for player prop bets. And you know what? If you haven't gotten on there yet, you're really missing out, man. You're halfway through the NFL season. You got to get on there. And when you do, make sure you use our promo code RED. That's R-E-D. They'll match up to 100 bucks. Makes it easy, right? You put 100 bucks in. Now you got 200 bucks in there. A little bit of money to wiggle with in there. And uh, we're going to put out. If you haven't been following our show, each week we give our best bets of the week. Okay? We give our prop bets through Thrive Follow Fantasy. Follow at your own peril. Follow at your own peril. Uh-huh. Although, I will say, <laughs> we all have winning records this year. Okay, that's good. So, you'd be winning some money off of us, most likely, as long as you're making the right bets. Uh, Connor, by default, you're leader of the pack because you mm. haven't been here the last couple weeks. Uh, we, we didn't have the greatest uh, few weeks span here, but Connor, you're sitting at four and two which gives you a uh, 67% winning percentage there. Excellent. Uh, Soaps is at 5-3. and three. I'm at 5-4. and four, So I find myself in last place Loser currently. eats the hot chip. Remember. Loser eats the and hottest chip. And we for your viewing pleasure. No, I am demand. legitimately scared of the chip. You know, it's weird. I'm like, I, I actually am almost like, I want to try it now. It's it, it, the, it's been built into this huge thing that I'm actually intrigued to try. Although I'm not no, trying try. to yeah. get there. I'm not trying to get there. Uh, but anyways, it's been a rough uh, rough few weeks for me. Uh, up until this last week, we finally got back on the uh, the winning side of it. I started out the year 4-0. Then I went 0-0 for the next four. If you've ever done sports betting before, you know that's the way it tends to go for you. But we got back on the right side of things. I took Kenneth Walker last week over a half rushing receiving touchdown. My man had two. Takes me to five and four on the year. Connor obviously made no picks. Soaps. Jalen Hurts. Under. You, you turned it. You turned it. You went under. You've been going over on him. You went under and you hit. You had 282 total yards. He had 266. Duh. 
Uh, Walgy, Tyler Walgy, who was in with us, he's been making up a few extra picks along the way. Went two and one on his picks. He also took Jalen Hurts on the under, Nico Collins under touchdowns, and Rex Burkhead over touchdowns, which that one did not hit. The other two did. That takes him to five and three on the year as well. So he's right in the mix with us. We did establish Connor. If you didn't listen to the show while you were uh, uh, so deathly ill, I'll, oh, I was disallowed to come to the show. Um, Continue. Uh, but uh, minimum ten. We had to get to ten games. Tyler not far from there you'll obviously hit there by the end of the season you have the lowest total game so far with six so for this week i'm taking a bronco okay russell wilson oh no ross dressed for less yes has an un- over under on his passing touchdowns 120 two and a half for touchdowns two and a half passing oh. touchdowns Ooh, okay. he hasn't thrown more than two Sheesh. all year <laughs> Where, oh, this to me, hammer that under, boys. The Titans' Sheesh. defense is solid, at least solid. Wow. They're a good defense. They slow down the game, minimize possessions. They like to run the ball. I'm taking Russell Wilson under two and a half passing touchdowns. Connor, what you got this oh, week? That's a nice find. I'm going to go with a Denver Nugget. Oh. I'm going to go Jamal Murray over on the .5 total steals. So he's got to get a steal. And tell me, what's the game uh, that's where... That's Wednesday, win- Denver at in, at the Pacers. Okay, at Pacers. Indiana. Okay. Indiana. I can't say Indiana. Indiana. There you go. Indiana, Indiana Pacers. But yeah, uh, one, st- one steal for Jamal, I think that's uh, quite within his ballpark. So number, that was so. over a half steal is what you got? Correct. Oh, I turned the numb lock off. Why won't it type, dude? Yeah, numb. Numb. I'm I'm numb right now. Uh, all right. So, so what you got, bud? I was also going to take the Nuggets uh, game against the Pacers. Jokic, 35 and a half points plus rebounds over. Ooh. Yeah, big game. Ooh, what's big the, game for you. What's that number? 35 and a half. 35 If and Connor a half. hates it, that's how I know it's good. Points oh. and rebounds. That's how I know it's good. Wow. Okay, Something so like it's, 27 points. So it's, down, a, it's it's Tuesday now, so that's their next game is, is tomorrow. tomorrow night's game. Manana. All right. All yeah. right. Well, you what's, know. What's the number? How many? 35.5. 35.5, huh? Has he done that this entire year? Probably. He's due. That tells me he's due, man. If you don't like it, that's how I know it's good. All right, guys, make sure if you want to find these player prop bets, you do that on Thrive Fantasy. You can find them online, thrivefantasy.com, or download the app on any app store, Thrive Fantasy. Make sure you put our promo code RED, and they will match up to $100. So you guys thinking the Nuggets are going to have a big night this coming week? They've had a pretty good start to the season at 7-3. and three. But not necessarily due to Jokic having the big performances. So Nick really is kind of going out on a limb there. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on this early season? I know we're only 10 games in, but there's only two teams right now with a better record than the Denver Nuggets so far in this early season. Yeah, look, it has been a fun season. It's been fun so far. Obviously, they're winning games. Not too much to complain about. Jamal Murray is... Looking like he's getting back. He really is. This most recent game against the Jazz, they did a home-and-home, home, two against the Jazz. They pulled one out as close at the end, and the two-man game between Jokic and Murray was looking right back to how we expect it to look. And so it's been really fun. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. is shooting 50% from three. He says that he thinks he can con- continue that. Obviously, I mean, what, what's he going to say? He's not going to continue that. But um, it's been it's been pretty awesome to see, man. Um, I will say... The one thing that is just a little bit weird for me, and you mentioned it, Jared, is is how Nikola Jokic has kind of started this season. Start of the week. Start of the week. Start of the week. Start of the week. 
Stat of the week is back. It is oh. so back. So back. It's We've back, missed baby. I just missed the 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 intro. Intro. Yeah. The intro's good. The intro's great. So usage percentage is a stat in the NBA that says, as you might imagine, what percentage of a of all the plays that you are on the court for does the ball go through your hands, right? And this doesn't count possession. This only counts possessions that end in a field goal or uh, a field goal shot, sorry, a free throw sh- uh, attempt or a turnover. So it does not include things like uh, time running out or a timeout or uh, something like that, right? So it's basically all plays, what percentage? Nikola Jokic's usage percent this year so far, a small sample size, is, is a 24.3%. That would match his lowest usage rate since 2017. He's had four seasons in a row of, of higher usage percentage than that, uh, of significantly over 30%. So this is a massive drop. In, in Jokic's career games, when he has a 25% or over usage percentage, the Nuggets have like a 600 winning percentage. On all of his other games, which is, and we're talking hundreds of games of sample size, they are a 500 team. So it's a little bit interesting. Uh, I got one more, one more thing coming for you here, Nick. So I decided to go back and look. I just wanted to look at, at NBA championship teams. So the two teams that play in the championship every year. And I wanted to go see, when was the last time a team made the NBA Finals with their best player having a usage percentage under 25%? I couldn't find a team. I kept going back and back and back. You have to go to the 2004 Detroit Pistons when Chauncey Billups was under 25%, and, and you could probably argue he was their best player. Uh, other than that, the two closest was Dirk Nowitzki in 2013, I believe, 2013, 14, whenever the Mavs won it. 2011. Um, or was it 2011? Sorry, you're right. It's 2011. Um, and his was like, Dirk Nowitzki was like 28% usage. That's like the closest you can get. And, and also um, uh, the Spurs, when they won in 2013, 14, uh, uh, Tim Duncan was also at 28%. So I guess my point by saying this is people are all their best player on a championship team. You are always north of 30%. You don't see this. So it's pretty crazy that the Nuggets are having this share the basketball style. I just want to know, Jared, is that sustainable? Can you actually, uh, Jared and Nick, can you get to a championship and and compete for a title when you play this style of basketball? Look, in like a weird way, I I don't want to say that having the ball not in Jokic's hands is a good thing, but in a weird way, that tells me the development of the rest of this roster. I think that was sort of incubated last year in the, you know, as they were forced into additional minutes with all the injuries and stuff, the Bones Highlands of the world and 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 that but it tells me that they're I mean, they're still winning games. They're still putting up good scoring numbers so it tells me that this is a team that has more than just running everything through Jokic now obviously that is still their best path to success I don't think you want to make a point to keep the ball out of Jokic's hands but the fact that you can be successful without it I think that's a good thing it allows you to maybe minimize some of the minutes that he's playing some of the hard minutes that he has to carry this team throughout the course of the year that to know that you can still win games and be very productive without the the ball running through his hands. I think in a sense, I look at it as a potential good thing. Yeah, I think the most surprising thing, I'll I'll be honest, I didn't really like the KCP pickup. He's been playing really well. I did great. yeah, I did love the Bruce Brown pickup. He is and he's the man. I, I love watching Bruce Brown play. They've been both playing solid and the Nuggets are shooting 
really, really well. N- number one three-point shooting team in the it's league right re- now. It's ridiculous. So Michael Porter Jr. also seven rebounds a game. So it's a, a total team effort. I do think that once you get into the playoffs, you have a team that is built to slow the basketball down, run your offense through Jokic, and you have shooters all over the place. And you just – the team is solid. I, I didn't love KCP, and I have been pretty wrong about that. But Bruce Brown has been good. I don't know how Jeff Green doesn't slow down. So it's been it's been fun. Yeah. It, look, my, my take on this, uh, I would like to see Jokic get some some more touches, right? I, I, I would. I I think it's incorrect. I look at the Twitterverse and I see um, you know, some, some of the people who do great work reporting on the Nuggets uh, have said things like, he seems disinterested this year, which I, I think is false. I think that's kind of a casual take, t- to be honest with you. Uh, or, or, or think that um, that hey, this is just him trying to get his new teammates involved. This is Jokic making a conscious decision to be like, I'm going to bring these new players into the fold, be a facilitator. I don't really see any of that as being true. I don't. I don't think he's disengaged. I don't think that he's just trying to make an effort to get everyone involved. I think it's a mixture of Jokic. Kind of going back to his nature, just a little bit, a tiny, tiny bit. I know we're we're picking at straws here, but back to his nature that is, that doesn't want to really be aggressive. He just wants to be the facilitator and let his teammates do things, um, and mix that with the fact that I think he's he's kind of just trying to find uh, the flow. He's trying to find the the flow, the role that he has in this offense. Um, and you know, I would expect it to uptick a little bit, but you know, my only my only counter to that, I think Jokic has become so good at basketball in the sense of understanding when and when not to attack. At, you see these guys like Reggie Miller with people like Luka, people like Tim Duncan picking spots. I think Jokic finally understands when to, when to when to attack, when to lay back. And he I, I, he's obviously smart enough to understand he doesn't have to carry the load. And we're just used to Jokic having to carry a pretty shitty Nuggets team a la last year, put him on his back. He doesn't have to do that this year. Well, and this is, guys, let's not forget, this is a back-to-back MVP. The league has not forgotten that. And and to me, this is probably in part to them saying, hey, we're going to do everything we can to shut him down at what he's best at doing, which is facilitating, which is being the point center of this team. So this is potentially a reaction of the league saying, hey, we'll shut him down. The rest of you keep shooting away. Keep trying to beat us this way. And and Jokic again recognizing that and the Nuggets as a whole recognizing that and taking advantage of what's in front of them. Yeah, look, I mean, I've watched every game this year so far and, and uh, some teams are throwing the double team on them every single play and, and I would expect in those instances that, yeah, he's going to make the right play all the time and, and not try to shoot a shot on two guys. He's going to make the open pass, right? Um, but I also see him passing up some shots. Um, and, and not only that, but I see uh, the offense not necessarily going through him all the time, right? Which I get could be a good thing, but l- let me just put it in perspective a little bit, right? So there's about 100 possessions in a basketball game. So what I'm saying I want, instead of 24%, I want it to be like 30%, you know, or, or 28%. We're talking four to six more possessions per game that the ball touches Jokic's hands, right? Uh, I'm not asking for too much. It's it not seems like small, but that a, is a that could be. I mean, is, that's a difference in the game. It right is, and, right? and I'm I'm seeing him turn down some shots. Now he's always had a modest 
uh, field goal attempts, right? Last year, I think, I, I think you, you can't quote me on this because I can't, I didn't look this up. I should have looked it up, but he was somewhere around like 16th, 19th, something like that in terms of field goal attempts per game in the league, right? Which is crazy for how many points he scored. Like that's, sure. that's wild. Yeah, yeah. Um, this year, there's over 75 people that are ahead of him in field goal attempts. Uh, I just want to see a little bit more aggressiveness from Jokic. That's all. But, but you know what? It's early. I'm not going to overreact after 10 games. And it's hard to complain when, the Nuggets are seven and three. They have the fifth most uh, or fifth highest rated offense in terms of offensive efficiency. Uh, they're scoring, you know, top seven well uh, points per game. They're they're looking good. They're the number one three point shooting team. Nick alluded to it. So well, you've got to get you've got to get Murray back into it, and you've got to let MPJ get back into it. So as they get back into the flow, get back into game, sort of get their game legs in regards to system and rhythm. I think you'll see those those shots go up, and in the playoffs. I'm calling it now. This is obvious, but you've just—it's all like Jokic is going to touch the ball almost every time down. When it when the game slows down and you need a bucket, it's going to go through Jokic. You know something you said, Nick, uh, that I, I wanted to comment on. You you were talking about how you think the Nuggets have what it takes to you know slow the game down. They have those pieces, that style of basketball. Uh, another thing that's kind of interesting this year is they are moving out in transition a little bit more than last year so far. I mean. They were one of the lowest pace teams in the NBA last couple seasons. No, they had to be uh, right, they, and that's just that was their game. Um, they're still in the lower half of the league, but they're they're more towards the middle of the league so far. Uh, a lot of that's because they're they're getting some steals, which lead to transition buckets. So, um, you know, but I agree, Nick. I think they have what it takes to slow it down a little bit in the playoffs. It'll probably change. You know, I I, I am not trying to be Debbie Downer over here. The Nuggets are seven and three. Things are great, looking good. I would just like to see a little bit more. And I honestly think some of this is my selfishness. Like, I love Jokic so much that yeah, I wanna... want his personal accolades to come, right? Even though he doesn't care about his numbers. No, he's he's driving that buying price down on his MVP <laughs> low enough that then he can make a dramatic comeback. <laughs> right. that, that must be it. So I think part of it is just I, I want that for him. I want him to be in that conversation as the best player in the world. Uh, and so far, it's been... It's been interesting. It's been a different side of Jokic, and I guess this is he is proving to the world that he is not. It's not a gimmick. He really, truly does not care about the stats. He wants to lift his teammates up. He wants to win games. That, I mean, that's his goal. Uh, there's one last thing. One last thing I want to mention um, that's been really encouraging: the development of Michael Porter Jr. Oh uh, God, I, I, you couldn't even you couldn't get through a show without MP Bay. He's MP back, Bay. Bay, baby. Oh my God, uh, <laughs> broke back himself. He is on the floor. Uh, I just want to bring up one one comment I had from last game against against San Antonio. I thought was really showed a marked improvement from him. Uh, so he had scored twenty four points. He was playing really good offensively. And Malone chose to not close the game with him in a close game. Um, and, and he was playing really good. He was playing a, a very impactful game. And last year, or not last year, last year we saw MPJ. There were a couple of games where he gets taken out in those instances and he's pouting. Yeah, you can tell he has his body language is not great. He's kind of on there. just and, and sometimes he actually went as far as to say something in a press conference. I know that you're the rah-rah guy over here, Jared. But it was good for me to see that he was the first one off the bench, throwing his towel, pounding his chest, smiling for his teammates when he was sitting on the bench in the closing minutes of a game and Aaron Gordon makes a dunk. Jamal Murray makes an assist. So I thought that that shows just from our little window we get into their lives that he is maturing a little bit. And that's great news for the Nuggets, man. 
your bay is all there. Well, for He's a max there. player, I would definitely want you to be cheering whether you were in or out. So, uh, yeah. Listeners out there, Soaps, did, did you catch the, the subtle jab from Connor yes. to, to us casual listeners? Correct. Our casual uh, sports fans? Uh, I've watched every Nuggets game so far. How many of you guys watched? <laughs> hey, I said the casual fan thinks that Jokic is disinterested. Or disengaged. <laughs> That's what I said, okay? Some of us have things going on in the evenings. Mm. Some of us also can't make it up till 11 o'clock at night when some of these games are ending here. So, hey, listen. Listeners out there, I got your back, okay? I got your back. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you check us out on Twitter, at Red Rock Sports One, and you can find us every Wednesday we release episodes. Thanks for tuning in to Red Rock Sports.